Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Agriculture Proud Podcast. And you are tuned in to the Over a Beer series with my good friend, Carrie Mess. Hello. And Carrie, uh, how did this come about? We were thirsty and hungry, and we decided to go to the bar and then record podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a uh, mostly empty pitcher, <laughs> yeah. a spotted cow beer from New Glarus Brewing in Wisconsin. And so every time I show up to Wisconsin, I've got to get some spotted cow beer. Right. You can only get spotted cow in Wisconsin. That's right. And where are we at? Uh, we're at Crawfish Junction, which is the local watering hole uh, right here in Uptown Milford. Milford is a house and a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like between Madison and Milwaukee right. on I-94, yeah, you should stop by. Totally, totally. They have phenomenal food and the beer is good. That's right. Stop by every time I come to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, because it's like two miles from my house. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to know that. Yeah. Alright, so if you hadn't tuned in to the past couple of episodes of the Over the Beer series... First one, we introduced ourselves, right? where we came from. Then we talked about the state of advocacy right? and kind of what's going on there and yeah. where we think things are going. So if yeah. you hadn't heard those... Hit rewind, go listen to them. That's right. Today's topic <laughs> is the beef and dairy checkoffs. Right. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. A little bit of hot topic these days. It is. Yep. It is. So take us back, Carrie. So what is the dairy checkoff? So dairy checkoff is a um, basically we pay ten cents per hundred weight of milk towards checkoff, um, and that's split between our state checkoff and then our national checkoff. Um, and those groups f- pool that money and use that money to promote dairy products um, and similar in, in beef. And um, dairy farmers also pay into beef checkoff as well. Every time we sell a cow. Um, or a calf, we pay a dollar um, towards the beef checkoff. Um, and then there's other checkoffs too. There's, you know, corn checkoff, soy checkoff, those things. So when you, uh, as farmers, sell those, uh, checkoff money is taken out of what you earn to go into promoting those those products. Yeah. I mean, today we're going to talk about the dairy and beef. There's right. checkoffs for just about every commodity group, but we're going to focus on these two because that's... What we know. <laughs> and so I've been more involved in the beef checkoff. The beef checkoff, as you mentioned, is similar setup. So every head of cattle that sells, you pay a dollar to check off. Right. So 50 cents of that dollar stays in the state where it's paid, mm-hmm. and 50 cents goes to national for national promotion. Is that every state? Um, not every state has, I think there's 43 beef councils. Oh, okay. Um, so some of the northeastern states don't. I think Alaska doesn't have a beef council. Um, so those dollars go. Those dollars are still paid, um, but they go to the national. Does Alaska have a reindeer council? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, it might be, but so even if the state does not have a beef council, so say a state or a group wanted to eliminate a state's beef council, mm-hmm. as is the case in my state, mm-hmm. um, that, okay, so if you were successful in eliminating that, those dollars would still be collected by the national checkoff. Sure. Be used for national funds. And so those states, um, 
So each state has 50 cents and they can choose what to do with that. Right. And so part of that stays in state or state like Montana where we've got two and a half cows for every person. Mm -hmm. um, we send part of those dollars to the national and international beef promotion. Okay. So in Wisconsin and I think California, and I'm not sure if there are other states, um, they don't funnel money to national the same way as other states do. So um, we we kind of do things a little bit differently, but there's not 100% uniformity on the dairy side between state and national checkoff and what percentage goes to uh, our national checkoff. So mm -hmm. a little different, but... Yeah, kind of but the, the disbursements are, are are different from different states. Okay. Um, so like a state uh, like New York or California that might have more people than they do cattle, cattle. might get national promotion dollars coming into their state to help. Sure. Yeah. sure so sure. I've been helping with the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative, which right. covers beef promotion in the Northeast because they have more people than they right. have cattle. Says the man who lives in the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's, a, what's an airplane ride across the country? Yeah. More miles, that's what that's it right. is. <laughs> um, so the checkoff dollars are focused on their purpose, right. which for the beef side was established by the 85, 1985 Farm Bill. And so like there's an actual beef act in order that lays out the structure of those. But the principles of most checkoff programs are for promotion, education, and research. Right. Like that's how they're structured, that's their purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're supposed to do. And because people from all the states contribute Right. Or all the area contribute to that. I mean, even importers on the beef side contribute to the checkoff. Right. We're promoting the general product. Right. We're not saying one niche is better than right. the other It's niche. not that organic is better than this or grass-fed is better than that. It's just beef is good or dairy is good. That's yeah. got to be the overarching message. Yeah. And, so. and so that kind of brings us to where people are... Crabby, getting upset. <laughs> yeah. Right? So no good program goes without some disruption, some disagreement. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the frustrations that you're hearing in the dairy world? So, you know, dairy's hard because a lot of the time, I shouldn't say a lot of the time, but when it really sucks, um, we're operating at below cost of production and it really is hard to pay money and to check off when you're already bleeding money. Um, and at the same time, knowing that fluid milk sales are declining every year. Um, so a lot of people that I see are really complaining, well, fluid milk is down, therefore um, checkoff isn't doing their, their job. Well, they're not taking into account that checkoff, you know, fluid milk sales are down, but cheese consumption is up and dairy consumption overall is up. Um, in DMI, our national checkoff, um, and our state checkoffs are doing a lot of work to increase overall dairy consumption. So there's a lot of um, kind of wailing, gnashing of teeth from people in dairy who just have no concept of everything that checkoff does. And I think that's a common theme that I see in the beef world. Right. And I mean, I was totally in those shoes not that long ago. Because before I really got involved in advocacy and, and kind of reaching out there, I didn't really think that they were spending my money right either because I just had no clue of everything that was involved in, in all the different programs that they do. Yeah, so growing up in the southeast, um, I was involved in the cattle business. My family bought and sold cattle all the time, and we paid our checkoff dollars. Um, so, and all was good. They did what they did, and 
grew up with the Beef It's What's For Dinner campaign right. on TV, right? Right. But that's not the way it is anymore. Things change. Right. And I moved out west and I found a lot more res- vocal resentment mm-hmm. to checkoff mm-hmm. programs, especially beef checkoff programs and how they're being handled. Right. Um, so you get a lot more independent ranchers. Oh, that way. Yeah. <laughs> independent minded, I guess I should say. Sure. And so thing, that was really eye opening um, to, to do that. But I've been very involved in the Beef Checkoff now and I've gotten involved mm-hmm. in some their programs and helping out and contributing. And, and I've seen a lot of resentment against the checkoff. In fact, um, recently people have taken our state beef council to court yeah. um, because they don't agree with what they're doing. But a few observations that I've had, just kind of coffee shop talk with people, we're watching conversations, a few things that I pointed out in a blog post recently at the end of December, um, was that people are complaining, often haven't read the rules that established the checkoff rules. Right. Yeah, so I mentioned that Beef Act and Order, it's actually Beef Promotion Research Act and Beef Promotion Research Order Mm -hmm. established, defines that. And people are complaining that, well, they're not promoting Montana beef. If I paid Montana the checkoff, they should pay Montana beef. Well, that's not the purpose of the checkoff. If right. you wanted to get an NH program, right. like go do that. Montana grown or something like yeah, that. There's Montana, made Montana. Or made in Montana, yeah. yeah. Um, people are complaining, so they haven't even read the Rules Act in order that established the structure of the checkoff program. And then I see that a lot of blame goes to, well, in the beef world, NCBA controls the beef checkoff. Right. Well, no, there's actually a lot of oversight right. that keeps that from happening. It's just NCBA has developed the structure to be able to utilize checkoff dollars right. and right. get that used efficiently. Right. And so what a lot of people don't realize is that there's a lot of checks and balances. And so like people that go out and work on behalf of the checkoff actually have to have all their materials approved by the USDA. Yeah, yeah, it's like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And it has to be completely separate from any policy right. side of things. And you have to document right. how For those sure. dollars are spent. And then I see a lot of people that are complaining that have never even attended their local beef checkoff board meeting. Right. Right? So I'm allowed to complain about it, but they don't do anything about yeah. it. <laughs> I'm going to complain, but I'm not going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> and so... They've not shown up to even their state checkoff meeting, so there's the state board, state councils, their boards meet throughout the year. Right. So a lot of people haven't attended those meetings. Yeah. Um, and I've even, I don't just say that, I've talked to board members who said they know they never had anybody show up, you know, had a complaint about what the checkoff was doing. Right, because um, nobody was there. Nobody showed up. And so all these people that are complaining now taking the beef council to court. Mm-hmm. Which is costing more checkoff dollars. Dollars, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're taking them to court to complain about this, but they've not even shown up when they had opportunity to provide input. And on the national level, so the Cattlemen's Beef Board meets every year too, twice a year. Sure. Um, provide input, and these people come up with a whole list of reasons why. Well, I'm too busy. I can't make that meeting. Uh, I don't know. My response to that is, well, if it's important enough to you, right. find a way. If you're important enough to, if it if it's something that you're going to take time to about it better be something you're taking time to learn about mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, and i see that a lot too in dairy i i see people i'm so sick of seeing people say well you know the the dairy checkoff should be running more got milk type commercials and stuff and it's like um okay they're, they're gonna run commercials on tv during the news and who's there watching tv at 6 p.m for those news you know is that our target market the, the people who are watching the news at 6 p.m. are the people who probably are already pretty set in, in their dairy pro- 
products buying. I want to see commercials on Pandora and online, and I want to see videos and stuff focused at the people who are our younger generation, our millennials who aren't as sure and are more likely to uh, switch from uh, milk to nut juice. You know, I want to see that kind of thing. Or, or I see people a lot complaining, well, I want to see, you know, Chekhov doesn't do anything to help uh, get milk in schools. A lot of people complaining about, well, there should be, you know, whole milk in schools. And what they don't understand is we would love to have whole milk in schools. And Dairy Chekhov has, you know, RDs and um, a lot of science working on that. But local school boards decide that. And really what it the problem is is, uh, USDA guidelines for what school lunches can contain for calories and fat that is limiting what options they can offer for milk. So dairy checkoff has their hands tied. You know, they can do their best to provide science from their RDs and, and work with schools that want to increase milk consumption, but that doesn't mean they can just go to a school and say, you should have whole milk done like that's not how it works but so the dietary guidelines is one place where checkoffs can get involved in policy information right right so they can get involved by providing their science that they found and providing nutrition recommendations through rds Mm -hmm. but policy is a completely different organization right right like they're not allowed to to cross they have to do their own things and and so um is that inefficient Probably like that's definitely an area where maybe we could try to improve it, but I—that's a whole nother nightmare to, to get in. <laughs> right? I mean, we can't get a farm bill passed, and we want to change, you know, the rules that USDA and everything else has for lobbying and uh, versus promotion. That's probably a pretty far off dream yeah. right now. Yeah. And on the beef side of things, you know, we beef it's what's for dinner. Sam Elliott, it's a yeah. big campaign, right? Right. You remember on TV? Do, 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 do. Yeah. What, how's that go? I can't do this. Yeah, 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 that. Um, but that campaign still exists. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's not on TV because that's an expensive platform. Right, and it's an ineffective platform for the yeah. people you need to reach. You know how many times I've watched TV and watched the commercials? Yeah, the I know. Super Bowl. Well, yeah, that's if we've got a couple million to drop on one one ad, second ad, right? We don't. No, yeah. that would not be a wise use. Yeah. So I see people complain a lot. Well, it's not the way it used to be. Well, yeah, like you mentioned, we've moved on to digital format in publishing. Right. And honestly, if farmers are seeing a lot of like these checkoff funded promotions. Chekhov's screwing up because farmers are not the target. Like then we complain because we're misusing funds. <laughs> right. I do not want to see Milk Chekhov sponsoring the farm report. Like, that's not it. That's not what we need. We need them to, to get away from stuff that's directed at farmers. I don't want feel good for my Chekhov dollars. I want effective. Exactly. So what are some Chekhov programs that you've been involved in? That's a, a great question. So um, I'm going to start off by saying, so my state, Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, um, 
has a new CEO and they've, they've just hired him and I'm really excited because I've been disappointed in my state checkoff. I'm not a person that's gonna say, oh, checkoff is all wonderful and everything is great and every dollar is, is good. There's, there's been issues, I won't ignore that. And I'm really excited to see my, my state's checkoff hopefully headed in a different direction. I think the, the hire that they had is gonna be really proactive and, and ready to um, face, face the challenges. So, um, but our national checkoff I've been involved with, and it's kind of interesting because for the longest time, um, you know, we, we wanted to just encourage people to reach out to farmers and we wanted to bring people to the farm and, and what we've realized is, okay, now we need to also bring farmers to the people at the same time and to, to really get the most impact for our dollars. So um, a few months ago, I went with other farmers to DC and attended a conference um, that was putting, put on by the Washington Post and the Aspen Institute. So really high level people. And it wasn't about food, it wasn't about dairy, it wasn't about anything like that. But the US Center for um, Dairy Innovation was um, a sponsor. So they sponsored that and they brought farmers and we just literally wore badges and said, I'm a farmer, ask me questions. And, the, the group of farmers that were there, we, we literally, from the start of the conference to the close for the couple of days we were there, we just talked to people and answered their questions and it was really cool. Really cool to, to hear these questions and, and it was simple stuff and it was complicated stuff. You know, there were some real quick yes, no type answers and there was stuff that we needed to sit down on the couch and have a talk. Like, it was, it was really neat and um, this March, uh, I know myself and a couple other farmers, um, there's a panel at South by Southwest in Austin. Um, and we're not on the panel, this group of farmers, but there is a farmer on the panel uh, talking about food and technology, but the group of farmers they're bringing in is to do the same kind of thing, is just to talk to people. And this South by Southwest is a huge technology conference. It has nothing to do with ag or food. Yeah, I think it's really important that the checkoff dollars are being utilized to reach a different audience, reach our target audience. And so sure. bringing those faces, right. people like to talk to people. Right. Right. And so the um, a similar situation with Beef Checkoff recently is they had an antibiotic symposium. Mm-hmm. And these conversations have been going on in D.C. for years. Um, but this year the checkoff actually paid for the first time to have producers there at that meeting to Good. talk to these people with all kinds of initials after, before mm-hmm. and after the Right, meeting. right. And But they were actually... The farmers were on the panel being able to talk one-on-one with the director of the CDC and and directors there in D.C. and being able to say, hey, I'm a farmer, I'm a rancher, and what do you want to know about how I raise cattle? Right. What do you want to know about how I use their antibiotics or why are these important to me? And the checkoff was helping them to get there is like not as getting into intervening with policy, but an education effort. Right. Yeah. And so on the beef checkoff, some of the things that I've obviously been involved in – we're having worked for you know work for an organization being involved and a little more aware of some of those things i've been able to attend some of the consumer events that they're doing some billings is the largest metro area if you want to call that urban <laughs> right in montana but we've got a lot of chefs a lot of foodies and so they've been working really hard to get you know different food events at the zoo during the summer music concert series and get beef featured there and seen a lot of positive influence there but i've been involved on the running side the team beef Right. Um, and we'll talk about it all right here because in a future episode we've got coming up talking about how to be an offline advocate. Right. That's my big story there. But the Team Beef effort is a national-wide effort, and 
and managed at the state level, but to be as a runner, they're mm-hmm. connecting with other runners and the beef check off helping us be there right. has been huge because so. these are people that are already interested in food and health, our target audience. Mm-hmm. And we're connecting with them and they say, oh, you're a rancher. Oh, you work with ranchers. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this question that I've got. For sure. Yeah. And that's a very effective way to, to actually do it. But it's, what's really sad is that programs like these, I guarantee a lot of the critics and the checkoffs haven't even been there. No. Right? No. So there's a, a group on Facebook that I'm part of called the Milk House, and it's a, a dairy farmer group, and it tends to be a bit of a drama fest sometimes. But um, anytime checkoff gets mentioned, I you know, there's all this kind of conversation about what should and shouldn't checkoff be doing. And what I've noticed is uh, at one point in time, I, I asked the question, okay, what do you guys think checkoff should be spending their money on? You know, and, and 10 different people had 10 different answers. And every one of those answers is stuff the checkoff is doing. Like people just don't understand all the ways that a checkoff organization is involved. So whether it's helping exports, whether it's... Um, talking about you know promoting milk in schools or you know for dairy fuel up to play 60 is a big thing for kids um you know promoting milk and coffee and adults like like our checkoff does all that and cheese and yogurt like they are involved in so many different um facets of the dairy industry and what i've just found is most farmers don't even have a clue about how how much Checkoff does in, in what different areas, and or they just think checkoff should just have all the science and all the answers to put aside anything that's out there, and, and that doesn't work either. I find a lot of people um, use checkoff as an excuse not to advocate because they say, "Well, we give checkoff money to promote our product, and that's what checkoff should do," and they never stop and and say, "Okay, yes, checkoff does that, but." Um, I need to do it too. So I don't know. You see that too, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, you know, it's like, oh, well, what am I paying them there for? Well, they're creating the tools. Right. We also have a responsibility to contribute to that too. So like, say on the beef side, you know, it, it, a lot of people don't realize like a lot of the signage, a lot of the materials on the beef package at the retail counter mm-hmm. are supplied by the beef council. So like right. a holiday promotion at the end of 2016, right. you know, a lot of those beef for the holidays signs were provided by the beef check officer. You see a little sticker on the beef package right. that has a recipe on how to cook that because that's a right. question like an obstacle for consumers to use beef is I don't know how to prepare it. Right. Well, that's something that the beef council is trying to provide. Um, working with chefs, I took a group of ranchers and we toured like a wholesale and retail facilities. Um, and the check office working with these guys to figure out how to promote more beef, how to move more beef. And that's a lot of behind the scenes work. And so I think the beef check office doing a lot of great things, but a lot of people don't know for a lot sure. About it. So dairy, you know, we think of dairy, and I'm talking about dairy checkoff, but we pay into our beef checkoff too. And I know our state beef checkoff, because I was invited along, has done a few different bus tours with culinary students um, and bloggers and stuff, and taking them not only to um, a farm to see see beef cattle being raised and how they're raised here in Wisconsin, but then also taking them to butcher shops and and then also doing a skills lab, like to, you know, how do you... I think it's called a torpedo. How do you torpedo a steak? 
I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, I don't remember. There was a meat rocket involved. It was very interesting. Nice. <laughs> but teaching the culinary students, like, you know, better ways to, to cook beef and stuff. And, and that was pretty cool because you kind of kill two birds with one stone. It's, you know, chefs, foodie people, but also younger generation millennials um, and helping them to uh, secure them as future beef customers. And I think we'd miss out if we didn't mention, before we go, the pork checkoff. Oh yeah, right. we have good friends in pork. So I want to do a shout out to Jody O'Lean, the Kansas pork. Oh, and Ohio pork for sure. Jennifer Wolsterholt, they both are doing really great things for pork. Mm -hmm. um, very proactive and, and very forward thinking. Yep, yeah, doing a lot of blogger outreach, a lot of customer outreach, uh, right. innovative. Right. It is a word that comes to mind. Hey, how many degrees should you cook pork to? I'm a beef guy, I don't know. <laughs> Jennifer's going to kick your butt. <laughs> and Jody, too. And Jody, too. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. I'll do my homework. <laughs> a blush of pink and properly prepared pork, and it won't be dry. There you go. Okay. But it's all about temperature. And don't cook your steaks too well done. No. 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 But, but burgers should be well. Yeah. So for the beef <laughs> checkoff. Um, so and you know why we know that? Checkoff. Checkoff dollars. Checkoff dollars. Yep. So to learn more about the beef checkoff, there's a couple of different websites, beefitswhatsfordinner.com mm -hmm. and beefboard.org yep. to learn more about all of the different things surrounding the beef okay. checkoff. And on dairy side, go to dairygood.com. Check it out. See uh, see what's out there. Yep. So educate yourself. Learn about what's checkoff dollars. And then, right. if you have concerns, feel free to raise them. Right. I'm, neither one of us is saying you shouldn't hold hold these organizations accountable for how they spend your money because that's important like heck yes accountability is important but um if you're gonna be an effective complainer you should probably know <laughs> what you're complaining about first yeah like i've been accused for working for our beef council no i don't think no. i've ever worked there yeah have they ever provided you any money uh no no because they can't nope. here's a, a thing like for all the stuff I do with with uh, our checkoff, they can pay for like my flight or my my hotel. They cannot give me money. That's against the rules. And they're not out there buying me alcohol. Right? No, that's not alone. Nope. So, yeah, it's uh, just something we do because we're passionate about it, and, and it's important to us to be active in our industry, and that's a big part of being active in our industry. It is. So I hope people will take this as like, yes, we want you to be informed. Right. About your own checkoff dollars. And challenge them yeah. when needed. Yeah. But Keep held them accountable. But if you're going to complain, be at least make an effort to right. know what's going on. For sure. So, For sure. Oh, well, I'm out of beer, Carrie. Oh, no. Got a poor one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll talk up uh, next time. Stay tuned for a talk about should we talk to activists. <laughs> Carrie might have a little bit of experience on this one. Right. All right, stay tuned to the Agriculture Proud Podcast with Ryan Goodman and Carrie Miss. Hey folks, before you go, this is Ryan Goodman here, and I just want to drop a note and say thank you for tuning in and sharing this podcast with your friends, family, and followers. Hope you're passing that along, and uh, let us know what you think. This is a special series called Over a Beer with uh, my good friend, Carrie Mess. Uh, we had fun putting this together, and we still got a few more episodes coming up talking about hot topics in food and agriculture today. I encourage you to reach out to us and let us know what you think. Uh, you can find all the episodes and show notes at agricultureproud.com slash podcast. This is episode 
episode 22. And you can find us on social media. I'm Ag Proud Ryan, and Carrie can be found at Dairy Carrie. You'll reach out to us and let us know what you think, and I hope you'll stay tuned. This is Ryan Goodman with the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Thank you.